You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sambrano. Host of Locked on Rays on the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, it was a uh, rough day to be a Rays fan yesterday and, and leading into this morning. Pretty much the, the entire past week has been a disaster if you're a follower and fan of the Rays. First, we had that... Um, press conference that, uh, yeah, it looks like they are serious. They are legitimate about uh, pursuing this this two-city... Bonjour, proposal. Kevin. So I, I think the idea now, what we should do with the podcast going forward, half of the podcast in English, the second half in oui. French or Canadian accent. Oui, oui, très bien, Kevin. J'aime Canada, j'aime Tampa, j'aime le baseball. Do you really speak like... A lot of French because that is more than I know. <laughs> I'm I'm actually very impressed. You're already you've already got a head start on everybody. Well, you know, I, I studied abroad in France for a while, right. but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's worse than I than what it should be. Well, you're their demographic then, race fan, <laughs> and and have some ties to to France. There we go. Uh, there we, we go. It's, a, it's a plan all along. Yeah, it's a plan all along. Uh, and then um, I guess like when we answer email and fan questions, we'll alternate. Kind of like we'll have a closed caption, yeah. yeah. When we get to video, we'll put a closed caption too. Uh, before we get to that, um, yeah, I mean, the Rays, Blake Snell laid an egg, nine to four loss against Minnesota. Um, we knew it was going to be a tough thing to do facing a, a team that might have the best lineup in all of baseball. And uh, I, at least I'll give Blake Snell credit for this. He did try to establish his fastball, he did establish it, but. The Twins got good hitters. They, they've got very, yeah. very good hitters. And whether it was a high inside fastball, middle end fastball, they, they hit it the other way. They were hitting the, the breaking stuff too. So, um, you know. They, they, they just look potent, Kevin. I mean, that's yeah. a lineup and a half. Uh, 15 hits yesterday. 15 hits like it was nothing against an AL Cy Young winner. He's not, you know, the same guy that he was last year. But, I mean, still by pedigree alone, they just – they did not care. I mean, that's a powerful lineup. I think people are sleeping on the Twins still just because they're the Twins and, oh, the Yankees or, oh, the Astros, whatever. This is a really good team. This is a really good team. There's nothing wrong about mm -hmm. losing to them. It would, say, it, would, it would be nice to get a little of a, of a wake-up call by the guys to, to prove that we are also a really good team. But this is a potent lineup. And Blake Snell, actually, he said he felt pretty good and, and he was actually sort of proud of himself with, I mean, I think he's obviously focusing more on the process than the end result there. But you got a guy that still seems to have confidence out there, at least when he's talking to the media. He's like, yeah, yeah. I did what I could, but they're, yeah, they're he's good saying, He's saying all the right things. He feels much better. He says that in 2018, but the numbers certainly uh, do not show that that's that's kind of um concerning as a fan as a um because we also expect results not only the good process the good process is all 
fine and dandy if the results are there too. You know, we want kind of a short-term gratification. Uh, and who knows? Maybe there's something about the spin rate of his curveball um, or his fastball. Maybe he's just not uh, pinpointing it as well as he did last year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They know that. Right. I think it's a combination of a couple things. He, him not being quite on point and obviously the Twins just having uh, a terrorizing lineup top to bottom. I mean, their catcher, Mitch Garver, in 39 games, he's got 12 home runs and is batting 305. They, I think they kind of utilize right. three catchers there, but just that kind of production and that that short amount of time, and you got a, a ton of other guys throughout that lineup. It's just kind of a murderer's row as far as that goes. But now Blake Snell, his ERA is up to 501, and that loss last night guarantees a losing road trip. Road, yeah, they're they're. Uh, excursion to three different cities they, they've lost the road trip pretty much so they just got to salvage what they can these next couple of games they've lost 10 of their last 14 they are 10 and 14 in june so not very good and now you've got uh tonight charlie morton who we're, we're all big fans of going yeah. up against jake odorizzi former ray who is having a career year and yes. doesn't seem to be showing any signs of slowing down after I think he had a his ERA the last two seasons were over four and now he's just pitching lights out. I mean he's pitching like Charlie Morton. Yeah, basically. basically. Uh, so it's it should be a good uh, a pitching duel uh, for those that uh, like that um, old school pitching duel. Two guys going probably seven innings uh, strong, and it'll be just uh, who gets the the right hit at the right time. Hopefully it's us. Uh, we'll be again uh, showing mostly lefties, and it was today. Yesterday it was kind of the the bottom of the lineup that that showed some some spark yesterday. I mean, they collected five of the seven hits, so uh, the lineup is not really clicking in all cylinders, all of them at the same time. And you know when they do, when Adamas you know can hit a home run, and Michael Brousseau, by the way, who got his first couple RBIs yesterday that was nice I really like the way he's playing and, and the, he's showing that he can hit the ball the other way I mean I, I think um, it's not going to take him long to surpass the amount of hits that Daniel Robertson has contributed to this team so far so if he gets the playing time uh, and and how he's uh, looking I don't doubt that at all yeah. well with all the injuries piling up I, I would assume that he's he's definitely going to be getting uh, lots of playing time going forward yes. all right I guess we should move on to the main events the Tampa Bay to Montreal excursion. Yes, right. after listening to the Rays and Stu Sternberg's press conference yesterday, they do seem, at least from the words that were spoken, that they are pursuing this legitimately. They say this is not a ploy to move necessarily or, or to get a new stadium. Well, they, they want two new stadiums instead of one new stadium, but that's neither here nor there. But um, it is... I was just kind of in awe of the entire thing yesterday, to be honest. It was it was um, a Twilight Zone yeah. episode for a sports fan. It was like, how are you able <laughs> to do this? And it was a very weird press conference because first it was like a humble brag for the first five to ten minutes about everything that the organization has done, which is which right. is, has been wonderful things. Yeah, kind but of building like, up the momentum there. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at all the nice things, nice things. By the way, we're going to move the team for 40 games. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe not do as many of the good things as we have done in the past. Or, you know, they're saying that with more revenue, they're able to do more, yada, yada, yada. But it's uh, the quotes <laughs> that we saw yesterday are not positive for people that want to see uh, the Tampa Bay Rays remain Tampa Bay Rays for 81 games here. I mean, look at this quote right here. I don't see it happening in St. Pete, and I would be very hard-pressed to see it in Tampa for 81 games. Mm-hmm. That's as in your mouth as it can be. Uh, I mean, I don't have an answer for where the race will be in 2028. It is not our focus at this point to focus our energies in playing 81 games in Tampa. Mm. And the last one, we see us thriving like it could not or would not if we played 81 games in one city. What? Yeah. What is that? Look, I I think that he said a lot of things. He made, I'll be honest, he made some good points. Uh, Again, it hasn't worked the last 20 years in St. Petersburg, but I'm just saying this. Give Hillsborough County in Tampa another shot, a legitimate shot. I know the ball was dropped on the Ybor City site, which partly the, the Rays are to blame for that because they didn't have all their plans and development in place and the financing in place. And, and again, that goes back to public and private and corporate support as well. But um, I think one of his quotes was he, he does not see baseball working for 80-plus home games in Tampa Bay. I would agree with that. At that trop site and possibly in St. Petersburg. I agree. But to I say that. that it doesn't work in Tampa when you haven't given it a shot. And I understand after dealing with 20 years of the Tampa Bay area and fans still not coming out after winning season after winning season and building a, a, a winning, competitive, consistent culture. But Tampa's where it's at, I think. And, and I don't really think there's a, a huge debate against that. I mean, if hockey can work in Tampa <laughs> – Right. Baseball can definitely work. Can definitely Tampa. work. I mean, when you look at the draft, which just happened uh, this month, where are all a lot of the kids coming from? Mm-hmm. Texas, Cali, Florida, and it's and, it's ingrained yeah. in the Florida culture to play baseball, and not just Florida, the Tampa Bay area, Tampa. I mean, think about the distinct culture and history of the sport in Tampa. I mean, this is this is the town. That produced guys like Tino Martinez, Lou Pinella, Tony La Russa, Gary Sheffield, Doc Gooden, Wade Boggs. The list goes right. on and on and on. Not to mention some of the legendary high school programs and college programs. University of Tampa won what? Like their sixth national championship or something? USF right. has been on the right track in recent years. I mean, there's three guys right now. Well, two guys that I can think of, right? Uh, Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Michael Gibbons from the Orioles, and you know the late Jose Fernandez. I mean, you can find on every major league roster. I would say just about every major league roster. Maybe not 25 man, but 40 man. You're going to find somebody that has some type of tie to the Tampa Bay area. If not, Ryan Tampa. Yarbrough is from Tampa. Yeah, well, Lakeland, but still, we'll we'll consider that right. the Tampa Bay area. And if you put the the stadium in in Tampa or at the fairgrounds or somewhere. Hey, that's I-4 corridor. Let's go. That's us. Yeah, it's just really, really a shame to see. And again, I go back to this point, like we said, and like I I talked about last week. The blame isn't on just Stuart Sternberg. It's not on any one person or any one group. 
I think it's on everybody as a whole. I mean, it's so easy, so easy to blame the billionaire owner because he's a billionaire, he's rich, and he can do what he wants with the team. But again, after 20 years, you had less than 6,000 fans come to a home game last month when the Rays were one of, if not, playing like the best team in baseball. Right. Um, Their attendance this year, I mean, we don't really need to go on and on about it, but it's hovering around 14,000, which is about half of the major league average for a team that I know they're struggling of late, but is probably destined for a wild card if they're able to get on track just a little bit. But um, so I know it's easy to blame the owner, but you also got to blame the fans. You've got to blame local government for not coming together and and finding a legitimate solution. Stop all the bickering and, and get to work. And then also the the corporation and, and private groups for, for not well, really stepping up as much. Well, the the, the, the local government, I, I think, has um, a big part in that because they're looking at that as, you know, the Rays are ours, St. Pete. And then Tampa is like, no, no, they mm-hmm. should be here because there are the most people. It's like, you know, you guys keep bickering, the team will move, and then none of you get it. So wherever... <laughs> This stadium is placed. People need to do the most uh, work to keep it in this regional area for the both of us, for right. St. Pete and for Tampa. And I think that this um, selfishness of of each other is just not going to work, and it's obviously not working. And, and uh, yeah, and Rick Kreisman playing hardball. He's out of office by 2021. I mean, the Rays will wait that out. Right. He's a, he's a lame duck uh, office member. Yeah. Right now, so. and, and not to mention the, the city council and so on and so forth. But they, the Rays will just wait that out. Heck, they, they might even kind of fund their own political machine there and trying to get the next mayor and city council members into office and, and get their way at the end of the day. So and Cerbero kind of referenced that, not necessarily the, the political machine aspect, but saying, all right, dude, you're, you're here till 2021. See ya. I mean, OK, well, we'll just wait this out until you're gone. You're going to be the guy that's going to be remembered as the one that he uh, kind of blew the, the, the offer out of, right. uh, out of the air. And it's going to be such a shame to, to lose um, a team like they did in the press conference, five to ten minutes of all the really good things that they have done, and we're going to lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they Plus talked the about, baseball experience. Right, exactly, exactly. And they talked about that. They, they kind of went on and on for the first ten minutes or so of that press conference. And, um, I mean – you've got to give them credit for the amount of community engagement and civic engagement and um, some, a a lot of the things they've done for the community and a lot of the the initiatives that they've put forth. I mean, that's definitely, definitely commendable. Um, But at the same time, you're you're essentially taking a team away from the area too, which again, again, a lot of people, a lot of fans are going to blame the owner, but it it goes back to everyone. That's just my personal opinion. It it goes to everything. I mean, how do you want to go watch a team that's going to lose 60, uh, 90 plus games? Right. That's what happened the first 10 years. So how can you really be mad at the fandom by after 11 years of losing? They're like, you know what? We're not coming. Oh, they start winning in 08. And then they're like, oh, okay, let's do that. So, I mean, it's it's not all black and white, and a lot of people yeah. are trying to make this into one end of the spectrum or the other when it's a combination of everything. Yeah, a lot of the Rays fans are like that student that waits all semester to uh, study for the final exam. They don't study, they just blow it off, and then come to the <laughs> final exam, they fail it, and they yeah. blame the result on the teacher. It's like, you. Right, it's we like- told you about this. I mean, Sternberg's been throwing out warnings 
We gave you a study guide. We year. taught you the the chapter guides that you needed to. We gave study. you all, we gave you the answer to the exam. Show up to the damn games, and that was. <laughs> right. And they didn't, and we didn't. And I mean, I'm definitely to blame because, again, with baseball for me, I don't necessarily like to sit in a stadium for three and a half, four hours. Not to mention the drive to St. Petersburg and back, and dealing with traffic and getting out of the parking lot. Uh, not to mention the the cost. It's so much easier for me to just sit on the couch pop on the game, listen to Dwayne Stats and, and Brian Anderson. And if it's a lousy game, like last night's game was, I can just click it off, turn it off, save my money and, and do something else. And I mean, I there's definitely huge, huge fan support for the team as far as... I mean, TV ratings, TV ratings are there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't believe that it can't be a marketable team or a marketable area for baseball because the, the numbers in TV rating are always there right. and it's maybe it's kind of a double-edged sword that you have such a good team of a, a tv broadcasting uh team like Dwayne and ba because you really do enjoy listening mm-hmm. the, uh, to the game through them and through their eyes and what they have to say and their stories and their ramblings and their jokes and all of that so you enjoy that so much that you know you might not go to the stadium because you like you said you just want to sit in the couch right. and, and 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 watch the game with them and uh, Stu Sternberg, one thing we didn't mention is he's targeting 2024 for all of this. That's seen, two, got a two lot opening of, days. Two opening days, 2024. Huh? So, How about that? Yeah. Um, that seems like not a lot of time to get all these things to, to work. I mean, you couldn't even figure out. You couldn't even get the Ybor City situation locked down in three years. And you're going to get two new stadiums built. And you get it. I think miles this apart. is. Right. I, I, the logic in this is n- nowhere near <laughs> that press conference. Uh, it's just nowhere. You're going to get two stadiums financed, approved in, in the same amount of time that you couldn't do it 30 minutes over the bridge. Right. And, and the other thing is, like, I would maybe be more on board if they built the, the stadium or they – suggested they were going to build the stadium somewhere in Tampa as opposed to St. Pete because we, we've, we've already seen it's it's not going to work in St. Pete. I don't care how pretty you make Ah Lang. People yeah. are still not going to go. I'm sorry. There's no people there. Mm-hmm. there <laughs> yeah. There just aren't. Now, I will say this. If there is a sports franchise that is able to pull this off, I don't know about 2024, but maybe 10 years from now, whenever, by the, the 2027 use agreement, it's the Rays. I mean, with their innovative thinking and the amount of the brain power they have in that room, I mean, they're, they're the first to a lot of things. Sabermetrics. Uh, right. And that's what kind of they alluded to. This is like the new frontier. Yeah. And um, that's a little shout out for our Star Trek fans. There, there we go. But, um, yeah. Maybe by getting two, two different markers, um, uh, markets, you're now pulling in money. Yeah, uh, that you did not have before. I mean, TV deals. You're getting. Uh, you're, oh, revenue, uh, you might be doubling the, the fan merch. base. Essentially, I mean, you're doubling the fan base, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and especially a market that wants baseball that now is aching for baseball like Montreal, and maybe I, I think you, it alienates Tampa Bay fans right now. Right. But maybe some will say, "Oh man, we really have to." You know, they're almost gone. We got to go to as many games as possible. Maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't think. That is what's going to happen. I think this is just going to alienate people from going to games, and it's just going to make it easier for them to say, 
Tampa Bay is not viable. Right. I think definitely for the rest of the season, that's going to be the approach. That's going to be a, a lot of the, the sentiment from fans. Well, I'm not going to spend another dollar to go to a Rays game because of, of what they're trying to pull here. But but I totally get it from Sternberg's perspective of 81 home games. No other sport has that. I mean, NHL has 41. NBA has 41. College football has six, seven. College basketball has 15. NFL has eight. I mean, you're, you're getting essentially an NBA season, and then you add on that there's talks and consideration about moving the spring training site from Port Charlotte right. to Tampa, which, of course, I mean, talk about revenue and, and financing. You're going to have a lot so of He's Canadians talking about that, February, March, yeah. April, May, and possibly half of June. So mm-hmm. five months of baseball, which is what you would almost get – uh, right. Not the same amount of games, yeah. but the same amount of time. And, and think about all the Canadians that would come down and that are oh, yeah, already man. down for that. The so tourists I, would come flocking yeah. down, I would think. If they're able to pull this off, I think it's going to be huge as far as increasing revenue and value for the team. But what that better translate to is a significantly higher payroll in keeping Maybe, but favorites. I don't think it buys goodwill. I don't oh, think no. it's going to buy goodwill. And that's what you need as a as an industry that wants people's money. You want to buy goodwill. I don't think that's that – maybe you get that a lot from Montreal that would kind of um, disparage that difference between what you lose in Tampa. Maybe it's going to be so much in Montreal, hey, we finally got baseball, that you can kind of cover your losses here in Tampa. But – I don't think so. I think you're going to see a, a negative reaction here in Tampa. Can we have um, Lightning owner Jeff Vinnick show up in uh, Night and Shining Isn't that the dream? Just oh. buy half the team or something or, or just plop a stadium somewhere in downtown? I mean, somebody, would, some, so, so, somebody write a nonfiction about this or actually yeah. science fiction. And yeah. You know what uh, would have been smart for the Rays? To roll this plan out during the Game of Thrones finale. Because nobody would have paid attention or batted an eye because people were so upset about yeah. what went on there. They'd be like, "This is this is the Game of Thrones finale for race fans." Yeah. we're just not happy about it at all. It's a bad final season, I'm telling you. Yeah, and and I mean Sternberg at 60 years old, I'm like, you're already a billionaire. Why are you going through all this like heartache and and your, your yeah. blood pressures like, rising? I mean, just all this stress. But I guess you know, just the euphoria of. of Running a Maybe, pro sports franchise, but I would I would cut my losses. Which again, he's made but a lot this of money is the thing though. Maybe there's so much pressure from the n- other 29 teams yeah. going. We don't want to the cut you more checks. They're tired of the cut you more checks, man. Do something. Do something. Right. But why not do something in Tampa? I know. Do it in Tampa. You hope somebody, some group, local government, big money dudes, step up. And are able to salvage this thing because it is it is looking more and more like we're either going to have half a season or no baseball several years from now. In fact, yeah. I want to ask you, Ulysses, 10 years from now, right? what do you think is happening with the Rays? Are they half in? Are they all in? Or are they totally gone from, I from think the region? I, I don't want to be a, a pessimist, but I don't see them in 10 years in Tampa, man. You think they're gone, Montreal or, or Nashville or San Antonio? Or I, no, I, I think, I mean, he did say, you know, this is not a stage exit. I continue to reject the idea of moving this team. But when you also say, I don't see us thriving in Tampa or St. Petersburg for 81 home games, what does that tell you? Right. That the most that you're able to see uh, is 
40 games in Tampa. And I don't think that will work. I really don't uh, because of all the things that we've already said in this podcast and, and all the other things that other, all, all the other talking heads uh, have said uh, about this press conference. I just don't see it working. I think this is either, like I said, there's no extremes and, and, and black and whites. I think this is either a stage exit where, you know, he's just kind of transitioning the team mm-hmm. away or it is a, a play for leverage to maybe make a billionaire make his, say hey no let's do this yeah. let's let's keep it in tampa or city officials to go no 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 don't do this we'll, we'll work here that's it i don't see it i i don't see players <laughs> union approving this i don't see yeah players wanting to go for to a team where they're gonna be paying two rents i don't think that's viable that, that's going to be a really tough sell unless you can create some kind of major significant benefits package i know that super agent scott boris came wildly out against it and and was saying this is basically he said it was a, a terrible horrible idea for the players so um you, you just hope something somebody steps in paging mr vinnick paging mr vinnick <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I one thing i don't hope i hope the glazers don't by the team from Sternberg because if they do they're, they're moving to London so we can already right yeah because they already you own know, Manchester United and I mean again there and I've said this before there's a lot where do you see the team where do you see the team in 10 years then 10 years honestly again I don't think by 2024 but 10 years from now I think they do find a way to get this done I don't know if it's necessarily going to be two new stadiums they might still be playing in the trop and have a new stadium in Montreal but they're they're going with the the split season approach but that's wow. maybe a little bit of trying to find a little bit of positivity of some baseball better than no, no baseball. No, I appreciate yeah. that because I would rather have some baseball than no baseball. I would just rather have all baseball, right. my 81 home games, in a place where it's easily accessible like every almost mm-hmm. other stadiums have it. Right. And, or you just hope some uber-wealthy person in Florida, there's a lot of those, uh, can step up and buy the team as well. So uh, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more. We'll get some fan reaction and comments coming up next. All right, Ulysses, obviously, uh, Rays fans are uh, very passionate about this whole two-city proposal. And we posed on Twitter, we asked, what do you all think about the Rays and Stu Sternberg's press conference on the two-city proposal? Uh, 8% liked it, 88% hated it, and 4% were indifferent. I think that's probably a a fair barometer of, of how the fans were thinking um, we had a, a comment from at that shadow siren. He's delusional, plain and simple. Hashtag sell the team stew. Obviously, about <laughs> Stu Sternberg. Okay. Um, we have another one from at Joe Starling. I will no longer support an owner who clearly doesn't care about the fans. He basically said it's our fault. Now we can go to the games he wants us to go to. Then he said a couple of expletives about Stu Sternberg, which I will not mention on air here. So, <laughs> okay. again, oh, he also added, let's go Braves. So it looks like he's rooting for uh, the Atlanta Braves now. So that, that might be the other thing is you got to pick another team. Who, who would you pick? If, if- the, but, this is, but this is my, but yeah, but this is my problem with that idea is, you know, if he does do the 40 games away, 40 games here in Tampa, why would you root for it? And, and you don't like, 
that your team is moving away, why would you root for a team that is already away? Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you grew up rooting for that team and then you maybe moved yeah to Tampa, I see that there's a lot of that. Like yeah. um, I grew up watching a lot of Reds games from coming from the Louisville area and that baseball market. So um, what about you? Say say they they move on to to Montreal. There's no baseball in Tampa. What would you do? Would you just be no a, baseball in Tampa? Ooh, that would be rough for me because you know. I've only known the race yeah. as my American team, so it would be rough. I don't know. Um, maybe I would Marlins watch. Mar- yeah, I would maybe yeah. watch some Marlins games. I guess. Got to support um, the in-state team. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe I would. Uh, I, I don't think I would completely shun out the race unless something even worse than the press conference happened. And, right. You know, um, I can guarantee this for sure. You definitely would not be rooting for Boston or New York. Oh, that would never say. happen. No, yeah. that would never happen. <laughs> I, I would want to root for – I'd probably go with the Marlins or, like I said, probably the Reds. I'd want to go with a team. I don't want to go with like a – I don't want to be a bandwagon. I want to like follow a team through its highs and lows. and, and Exactly. Yeah, what that's what's fun there. about being a team. I know it's frustrating to lose yeah. and like and have a losing season, but you can also you know talk about prospects and, and think, oh, man, every spring training for every team. Yeah. That's what's so magical about baseball. Every spring training – you say no. This could be the year because mm-hmm. this and that. Unless you're the Orioles over the past couple <laughs> of years. Uh, uh, here's another comment from uh, Marcus Jackson. I'm not with this plan. He's clearly not in his right mind. Obviously, talking about Stu Sternberg. Um, and then another listener sent us this comment from uh, Sarasota resident Dick Vital, uh, who is, uh, I believe, a season ticket holder. He buys very expensive seats. Right. A lot. Uh, for a lot of games, actually, if you if you watch a Rays game, you usually can kind of see him in the background, right? Yeah, he's, isn't he like on top of the dugout? Yeah, he, he's usually he's usually got a pretty good hook up there. So yeah, um, he said, "Thanks, Rays baseball, for this absurd concept." Fifty fifty. I'm no fifty fifty fan. I've spent hundreds of thousands with my buddy for twenty years. That's true. No way. I'm cheering for a stadium that will split the season. Slash open air stadium means rain delays. The whole concept sucks, and there are a lot of capitalizations and that sort of thing. So um, that's one of your. Uh, we need more, more of that, Kevin. Yeah. We need more of that. We need people that actually have a platform and can actually reach people that with his mm-hmm. audience that you his know, influence makes runs an deep. impact. His exactly. influence definitely, definitely runs deep. And you're telling me it wouldn't hurt the raise that. Uh, Dick Vitale is, is not going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to games anymore. Right? I know he's only one guy, but you know how many guys have spent so much money as he has? Yeah, exactly. So um, that was it for the fan comments, but obviously people are, are pretty upset. So um, I understand you have a note on the All-Star game, though, kind of changing gears here and, and kind of uh, ending things on a positive note. Of course, we have to do that. Uh, you know, everybody, let's get Austin Meadows into the All-Star game. We only have one day to submit our final vote, uh, and that can only be done once, and it begins today at noon Eastern time, and it runs through uh, Thursday, which is tomorrow at 4 p.m. The winners will be unveiled on ESPN uh, on Thursday at 7 Eastern time. So let's get our boy Austin Meadows. He deserves it. He had scorching two first months, Mm -hmm. has been kind of on the mend uh, this June. But his uh, his line speaks for itself. He's been 
great this season for for the Rays and certainly a loss for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And and not to mention some of the the plays he's made at each corner outfield spot. He's definitely uh, flashed the leather as well. And um, is there anybody else you think on this team that is deserving of positional player that is that is deserving of an all star nod? Maybe not necessarily a starter, but who would you have? I have two guys. Okay. Uh, number one would be Tommy Pham. Okay. I think he's a terrific all-around player. I think any team would like to have him on, uh, on, on their lineup. And the second guy is Brendan Lau. Uh, I think um, he's a streaky hitter, mm-hmm. uh, that's for sure. But his, his numbers for his position are remarkable. Second really, or third I mean, best for this position, yeah. Exactly. So, and he's got a really power bat from somebody who's not a prototypical, uh, in a physiological way, uh, to be a power hitter. Right. But he does have that. Not to mention, he's only twenty-four. And he's oh yeah. By the way, he's yeah, he's twenty-four. <laughs> and I think the Rays saw before everybody else did as far as um, seeing his potential and in production and, and giving them that multi-year deal, which is going to be very good for years to come. Um, we actually had an email from uh, one of our regular listeners, Ty. He says, uh, gentlemen, you guys touched on how the Rays have only had four position player starters in an all-star game ever. I am sure this is solely because we are such a small market team. Even when guys have career years, sometimes they still don't even get to the game. Being a Rays fan, seeing our position players in an all-star game, especially if they are starting, is really special, like a really big deal, at least for me. I don't feel quite the same when a pitcher makes it for some reason, maybe because Tampa is an arms factory, because every team has to be represented. Tampa just so happens to have a pitcher that is doing well enough to get the knock. Thoughts? I agree. I agree. I think uh, if we were just even a mid-market team, we would get a little bit more recognition. Um, it's just uh, that's the way that things are. I mean, I think Ben Zobris, for example, in that 2009 season, how could he not uh, start that game? He had monster numbers by that season. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, how about I think Carlos right. Pena back in 2007? Right, that 2007 year when he was a finalist for the MVP, and I think he won the Silver Slugger, had 46 home runs and was batting and batted 282. That Come season. on, Come didn't on. get an All Star nod. But he got it in 2009 when he was batting like 227 or something like that. So I guess it, two years what, after the exactly, That's what happens. Out. You know, you get a little bit of media from the World Series, and then there's like the World Series hangover. Mm-hmm. So people want to see that. But the two years prior, he was killing it, and nobody gave him any attention. So, yeah, yeah I agree with Ty. We should have had more than four position players starting. And I, and I think there's something to be said for getting a position player that starts in the All-Star game is great for – obviously promoting the team and increasing interest in the team. Like I just think back then eight, nine year old me, if I saw a devil raised starter, I would have been like, Oh, that's interesting. I like watching that guy. Maybe I'll check out this team a little bit more. Oh, my grandma lives in Port Charlotte. Maybe I will go to a spring training game and, and right. start rooting for the team. And then maybe you build a fan base from that. But when you don't get that visibility, it just really, really hurts. It's for sure. They did this this year a little bit better with the two uh, voting uh, days, but mm-hmm. it just needs to get better. I agree. I agree. Uh, so that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnRays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano.
Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays.